we're going to invite our pastors to these beautiful chairs. The reason we have these chairs is because they can't get out of them as easy to run. So they're stuck. And we're going to hold them there. All right, so this is Pastor Appreciation Sunday. I am not the main speaker. I'm just going to open up. And then all of you are the main speakers. So I'm going to start with a short story that was related to me by somebody, I won't mention their name, about the pastors. Now, I've known the pastors. I've been with them. I've known them longer, but I've been with them six years, three months, two weeks, 10 days, seven hours, 24 minutes, and 33 seconds. So I've been told a lot of stories in that time. But this one, I think, is really, really good. So I want you all to listen. It's not long. It won't take long. Okay, now, in the story, some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent. And if they're not changed, you know why. Some of the things you have to use, your head knowledge, the Holy Spirit, um, your faith and stuff, just to understand some of the story. Read between the lines, because some things I can't say in church. Okay, so, so... Uh, you'll know as soon as I say it. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> so anyway, this all started back in 95. Not 1895, 1995. So Mark and Jane were going on a missions trip overseas to third world country. Now I don't know what happened to first and second world because they're in a third world country. I can't say the name because we're protecting the innocent. So they're over there in this missions trip. So they spent all day long, you know, setting up tents. They have a food tent, a medical tent, the barracks tent. You know, they've all been working really, really hard. So they're all getting hungry. Well, Mark and Jane are standing out in the field, just chit-chatting with the other missionaries. Back in the food tent, <sighs> they're working on getting food for all these hungry people. So they decide to make spaghetti, because spaghetti, you know, goes a long, long way. And and the pasta really fills you up. So we got all these little kids in there, like these little kids, running around starving, waiting for food. And they go, when are we going to eat? And so the pastor, the, not the pastor, the cook says, where is the pasta? We can't have spaghetti without the pasta. Where is the pasta? And everyone's going, I don't know, I know. So this little boy goes, oh, the pasta. So he runs out into the field. And there they are, and he tugs on their shirt. Pasta, pasta, they need you in the food tent. So Mark and Jane go running. I mean, running. Mark's going, I hope somebody hasn't cut their fingers off. I hope they haven't built, you know, spilled scalding water. And he's just praying in the name of Jesus the whole time. Funny, he didn't trip himself, right? And Jane's right on his tails. And they run into the food tent. And they go, I'm here. What's the matter? And the little boy's right behind me goes, Pasta's here. Can we eat now? <laughs> so anyway. Everyone that brought pasta, please bring it up so Mark and Jane can feed their flocks. So everyone bring up your pasta. Hang on. <laughs> I, told, I told you to read between the lines. <laughs> Any gifts you might have can go in here too, but yeah, we got pasta. This is pasta. <laughs> That's why we did it. 
<laughs> okay, so anyway, I think there's some more pasta coming. Oh, here it comes. Yes. <laughs> now you can feed your flocks. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just going to start. Potluck is in the future. <laughs> I'm going to hand this over to, um, there's no lineup of who's coming next or anything like that. I just want to say in all seriousness that Mark and Jane are two pastors that let you be yourself. I mean, I can st I'm the stand-up comedian, so I like to tell a joke or two, and that was a very true story. <laughs> it's something, <laughs> you know, it's just I wanted to tie in the pasta. But anyway, I just want to say that they let you be yourself. They've always let me be me. If I, you know, I was at another church before and I didn't feel like I, I felt like I always had to copy somebody. I couldn't be myself. And here, you know, I get one word prophetic word, that's okay. I get one word, that's what I get. If I want to sit there on the floor and laugh in the Holy Spirit, it's okay. If I want to flag, it's okay. I can be me. And so he lets each one of us grow into who God made us to be, not who society wants us to be or the church is pushing us to be. So I just want to thank them letting their love flow into each one of us and let us all be who we're supposed to be. So I'm now going to hand the microphone over to whoever's next. Well, I already have a mic and I have a card, so I'll go first. <laughs> um, not quite as comic as my mother, so um, I'll try to live up to expectations. Um, I am going to attempt this. Honey, I might need help up later. <laughs> Um, so this morning I wanted to give you thanks and honor for, as we spoke, this month theme is father, but also the, the mothering nature of father, and you two completely exemplify the father and mother of God for us by allowing him to use you to um, encourage and lead and guide, and um, years ago when I finally committed myself wholeheartedly to Jesus and said yes, that I wanted to walk this out with him and not with uh, the life I was leading. Um, several churches along the way or whatever, but no church, no pastors, no body has ever been as committed to seeing the growth and the encouragement of um, your flock as you too. I haven't um, experienced this much growth. I haven't experienced this much encouragement. I haven't experienced this much um, do it, just do it. I've been waiting for you to catch up. Now it's time for you to do it. Um, and allowing for gifts and talents that um, I didn't know were inside to be um, expressed and to be utilized and to be nurtured and cared for in such a way that um, uh, was comforting and I felt comfortable in it so not only do you allow for the leading and the guiding but at our pace to uh, understand it and to learn and to grow in it actually and to be able to give back to our father what he has entrusted to us so I um, I love you and I thank you and you guys married me like it took a long time for that to happen too so thank you so thank you thank you Oh, you're right behind me. He's ready to help me up. <laughs> so I love you. Thank you.
Okay, guys, just keep on rolling forward. If not, I'm just going to pass the mic around. I wasn't ready to come up here yet. Um, <laughs> no, no, I should. I want to thank you guys so much for showing me the love of the Father because the way I walked away, I didn't think I was going to be embraced again, which was why I was so scared to even come back. And it showed me the love that I really needed, the love that I was searching for for the last two years, trying to fill a void and a lot of other things. And coming back here brought me to truth. It brought me to revelation. It brought me back to sonship. And now I'm finally learning to walk in that sonship instead of forcing myself to just become the man of God that I, that I want to rush into so quickly. So I thank you guys so much for, for showing me the love and showing me so much grace and just showing me how to lead and do the right thing in this walk. At the end, there will be a hug line. Pastor Mark and Jane are going to hug everybody. They'll be standing up there, just waiting. I don't like to go up to Corey because he always makes you tear up. <laughs> um, so I did an acronym <laughs> of your names. <laughs> so I'm just going to share. So Jane, J, just an ordinary girl who is anything but ordinary. Extraordinary would be the word that I would use for you. Extraordinary, going beyond what is usual or regular or required. Exceptional, outstanding, special. Not just exceptional, but exceptional in your character and established. Jane, just an ordinary girl, but anything but ordinary. E, I mean A. <laughs> J-A. A, attuned. You are aware, you are attentive, you are responsive. You're attuned to God and what he's doing. You're able to hear even the slightest whisper, up close and even from a distance. You're attentive and you can see what is coming. Your ears are attuned and your eyes are attentive, always ready for whatever it is that God is going to bring or say. So Jane, A, attuned. In, noticed. You, Jane, are noticed. You are seen. No announcement needs to be made because we see you. When you walk into a room, you were easily and are easily recognizable. You, Jane, are eye-catching. In, noticed. E, everyone's person you are everyone's person somehow there's a common thread to any and everyone that you meet and even if there is not a common thread there's still a thread and that thread that's there people seem to want to grab hold of um, and it's because of the nature of who you are and because of God in you so you are everyone's person E Mark, M, you are marked. 
you're marked by God, you know it, you can't get away from it, you can't hide from it, you can't run from it. There's no direction that you can go that will ever change that you are marked by God. But everyone else who sees you also knows and recognizes that you are marked, marked by God. M, marked. A, alive. You are alive, you are alive in God. God is alive in you. But you also cause others to come alive. God uses you to breathe life into other people's lives. And as a result of that, they become alive. They begin to grow. They begin to flourish. They begin to thrive. They become alive. Mark A, alive. R, reaching. Reaching. You are always reaching. Reaching up, reaching low, reaching far, reaching deep, reaching to wrap your arms around God, reaching to touch his heart, reaching to know him more and reaching to pull others in, reaching to pull others in so that they can know the fullness of God, so that they can know what it is to feel God's arms wrapped around them, so that they can know what it is to touch God's heart and for him to touch their heart as well. Mark R. Reaching. K. Keenly aware. So there's insight, there's understanding, there's comprehension, there's knowledge. You too are attentive like Jane. You're keenly aware, meaning you carry sharp discernment. You can understand the complexity of situations. So I want to bless Mark, you, and, and you, Jane, to walk in all that it is that you already walk in. And then I ask God to bless you to walk in it even more. Um, when I think about Mark and Jane, I really think about the power of impartation. And I know that's been on Mark's heart. And really, to be honest with you, it's been on my heart with them for quite a while. Uh, they have a really rich spiritual heritage. And, you know, some of us kind of know that and some of us may not. Uh, they were deeply involved in what was called the Toronto outpouring in the 90s. I mean, they were not just there, they were in it. I mean, they were on staff. I mean, they were in it. I mean, they know John and Carol Aronot. I mean, they know these people. And uh, they've had the, all of that in part into their lives. And I just love it with these guys that they're able to not just impart the word. And I think that they're both very able teachers and, and very good teachers. But they impart the, the presence of the Lord. There's something about that. They impart part of their history. They impart all that the Lord has placed into their lives for all these years, you know, and such a rich heritage, too, with, with uh, Jack Frost, and, and you know, um, they were so involved in that. I mean, they directly worked with him. And uh, so when I think about these guys, I think about the power of impartation, and I'm just so grateful and thankful for all that they've certainly imparted into my life and Jamie's life, that's for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Mine's short. <laughs> um, short but sweet. Um, Jane, thank you for um, partnering with me to, to get me to lead worship because I didn't know I could do it. <laughs> but I'm still growing in it and, and learning and whatnot. So thank you. And Mark, thank you for letting me to allowing me to be open with you, honest and transparent. Um, and thank you for both of you um, for creating an atmosphere where, you know, I, I can be corrected 
and I can talk to you about things that maybe I'm concerned with. Um, and uh, giving you feedback and giving me feedback. This is a church of feedback. You will you will hear it. <laughs> so, thank you. Oh, can I give you a hug? <laughs> My love language is physical touch. Leave me alone. Good morning, everyone. How y'all doing? Uh, let's see, where should I start? There's no, so many stories. Um, I was just sitting back with my wife, listening to everybody speak of our pastors. Um, Mark and Jan has come into our lives and made things so much easier. And that's what life should be about. Leaders making you easy. You should be yourself. I would never forget the time, and I may have told this story to you guys. You may have never heard it because you might be new to this, but anyway, I just want to say when I first came here to catch the fire, I really felt like being myself. I could wear tennis shoes, whatever. You just come as you are. We've all gone to, you know, churches, and, you know, they look at you because you walk in with, you know, clothes on that didn't fit the narrative. Uh, I'm not calling out any churches. I'm not talking about any pastors because that's not what I do. But you get the picture. So the first time I came here, um, I actually had on tennis shoes. Then the next Sunday, I decided to dress it up a notch. And I'll never forget, I felt no different. Mark and Jan just didn't make it a big deal. Like, hey, you can't wear tennis shoes. Come as you are. That was the one thing that I really liked. And then the other thing got me was like, I think it's the third Sunday I came and people was walking around barefooted. And I mean, that, to me, that was like, I'm like, okay, what's wrong? These people don't have shoes or something, you know? <laughs> so, yes, I could be a comedian, but I have to keep it serious too. So I'm like, okay. So I went home and I'm like, man, I called my brother. I was like, hey, man, I went to this church and people walking around barefooted. And uh, he was like, yeah, that's what we do. It's okay. I was like, Really? I grew up Southern Baptist. I mean, you had to wear a tie or suit and all that. And I didn't like it because if I get up early in the morning, I want to come as I am. So that was one of the few things that Mark and Jan, uh, I've noticed about them. Um, and then they asked me to do something that I had a vision of years. And they really pulled it out of me to be a better person. I had this dream years and years ago, and it's no secret to this church, or if you want to call it, I mean, Mark always say, the building, we are the church. So we had a little function outside, maybe 10 people showed up. I'm gonna be honest with you, I was so discouraged because I invited so many people to our, it was like a family fun day for the kids and everybody. And I went home, and I think my wife, you remember, I was like, man, we invited all those people. Nobody showed up. The next Sunday, Mark had a message about don't worry about the big picture. Worry about the one, the one person. So that started to resonate with me. And Jan, the next Sunday, goes, hey, how would you like to lead DJ worship? <laughs> like, what? She's like, yeah, just get up there and play some music and just be yourself. Uh, okay, I started scratching my head. I said, can I think about it? Because I've always had this vision of how God wants this to work. 
And sometimes when God steps in, the Holy Spirit steps in, and you say no, there's nothing you can do. It's going to push you to the forefront. So when I first did it, I was scared. I was because, again, I was afraid that I was going to be judged because of the past churches that we've gone to. And, you know, I'm not going to get into it because if I do, I'm going to just talk about it, and it's not going to be good. And that's not what I do. So anyway, long story short, I want to shut my mouth after this. I started doing DJ worship, and I'm telling you, they have so much freedom, not only for me, but for all of us. They can go out of town. They can lean on Ira. They can lean on my wife. They don't have any worries because when they leave, they know we're going to do exactly the way they see fit in the Holy Spirit. So that is why I like coming here. I'm not giving accolades. They don't, they don't live on that. They live through Jesus, and that's what I like about you too. So thank you very much for allowing us to be us. When God called, first called me to, to uh, leave the church I'd gone to previously to come to different church, I was like, well, where am, where, where am I going to go? And at first I thought it was going to take me to the first, first Church of God Apostolic Evangelical Missionary Holiness Church for All People. But no, he didn't call, call me that. He told me, catch the fire. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know. <laughs> no, but I, um, I remember, you know, from the first time, you know, going into uh, when we were meeting at the uh, seafood restaurant and everything about, um, you know, how um, it was such a blessing, you know, coming in. And and um, and the great thing about uh, Pastor uh, Mark and Jane is that they don't just simply just accept you. They celebrate you. And, uh, and I'm just, you know, very thankful. They, they love for who you are. It's not like, it's not like we're here. Like, well, me, you'll do, you know, type thing or whatever. Me, they, they do. You know, fully appreciate who God um, had called you to be, and and uh, they help you to even grow more into that, and and um, embrace yourself even more. And so, it's, I've been very thankful as I've I've seen not only in my life but in the lives of others here. But uh, I'm truly blessed to to be here, and and uh, so just want to thank you all so much. comfortable here with you. <laughs> so um, I this is what I feel um, in my heart. Um, this is all new and there's new beginnings, new things happening and I'm excited to see what they are unfolding. Um, this week I was thinking about <laughs> what I wanted to say to you both and um, I kept on coming up with stuff and I kept on saying no that's not right and I was overthinking it and I let the spirit flow and I felt like 
I wanted to bake a cake. And what you have to understand about me is I went to culinary school and I know how to bake a cake, but I don't like to bake cakes. <laughs> I suppose because I've done it so often and the love of it had diminished. But I went and I baked your cake and I did it slowly and it was fun and everything came together perfectly. The batter came together perfectly. The icing came together perfectly, which doesn't happen most of the times. There's always a problem. Either leavening the cake or icing the cake or crumbs get in the cake. There's some sort of mischief that happens that you have to doctor in some way to make it look presentable or perfect. But no, this cake, everything came together just like it was meant to be. And I don't know how it tastes, <laughs> but it looks good. <laughs> um, and I went out first thing in the morning I picked flowers to put on your cake. I put sugar on the flowers, and the flowers were in season. They just started to bloom, the edible flowers. So it was the season and time was for this cake. Um, then I went out in the cool of the morning, and I picked all the flowers that were ready in the garden. and. Um, there was an abundant amount, more than usual. So, take these words. I feel like they're from the Lord, that there's multiple layers and levels to this. And um, I love you guys. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Wonderful. Um, so this, our message comes with a little bit of history and a warning. Okay. <laughs> so the the little bit of history we've got to give you is that we really know Mark and Jane for 16 years through homeschooling. We homeschooled my son Luke, and Luke is not biologically mine, but. In every sense of the word, he's my son. He, he truly is. And the, the Lord gave me the word of discernment and reminded me of a very early story with Mark. And so one of the things that can divide parents and children is music. And I kind of grew up on punk rock, so I figured I, my kid didn't stand a chance. He wasn't going to have anything that could ever make me go, what is this? Well, little did I know about Christian Screamo. <laughs> and I came to Mark and I was like, my son's wanting to go to this concert, the House of Blues, and it's Screamo bands, but they're, they're not all Christian. 
And he said, use discernment and use this as an opportunity to teach your son discernment. And so we went there with an open mind and it was amazing to be in that place. And you could feel the worship from the Christian bands and you could feel the demonic from the other bands. And it was clear, it was evident that the place got colder when the non-Christian bands were playing. And, and it was, it's one of those things that's been a beautiful thing that's allowed me a closeness, closeness with my son. And, and we still share that music today. Um, so I share that. And then the other piece that I give you guys is about Jane and my wife and homeschooling. <laughs> And Jane, Jane was in a tough place and said, look, I, if you would, take my class for a week. My wife is still homeschooling and teaching English to this day <laughs> through that seed being planted. And, and they are so wonderful and gracious and loving, and there's never any pressure. There, there's just this beautiful handing over to you. And I want to say, stay and learn from these people. We, we've now been under them as they've been our pastors for two months now. We've known them for 16 years. And the growth that both my wife and I have had in the past eight weeks is beyond what we had in eight years at the previous church we were at. And it's like the floodgates are open and there's no holding it back. And we are just so grateful, and we want to play, just state a blessing over you and your boys right now, that you've planted good seeds there, and we speak in truth that those seeds will blossom in all their lives. We know it. They're in good soil. You might not have seen it on the way in, but on the way out, as you go on the left there, look at the painting. Jennifer painted it. It's so beautiful. Hello. <laughs> this is your day. This is what you signed up for. So to that, I say thank you. Thank you for saying yes to the call. Thank you for saying yes to the best potato sack race ever. Yes. <laughs> yes. So for this is, I can only say it how I see it. So when I first met them, when I first came here, potato sack race, two people, one sack, and you have to make it to the other side. And I saw how fluidly they move together. If you've ever done a potato sack race with somebody, it is not easy because you have to get your bodies in the same rhythm, even the same hop, and hope the other one doesn't knock each other out. And Mark and Jane don't do that. I've seen them since I started coming here move in one rhythm. And 
it caught my eye. And the fluidity, it's like the ocean when the wave comes in and it goes out, it goes out in one smooth swift and swift back in. And that's how they move. I've gotten to know them a little more on Thursday night's Bible college. And the interaction is still the same. They still have one rhythm, one movement, two people yet moving as one. What I had seen was a new tent that you will need to unpack and set up, new tent pegs, along with, I don't know what they are, but it's, it pulls the tent back and you set the stakes down. The new hammers, so you can drill them into the ground and extend that tent further. But there's also this, it almost looks like, you know how you put a, a valance over a window? It's a huge valance that goes through the front of it, but it also allows you to close it for when you both go in, the two become one. But you're becoming one more deeper with him. That's, that's it. <laughs> Great potato sack race. I love you guys. I always wanted to be in the obstacle race at school. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, Mark and Jane, you know how much I appreciate you guys. And I've known them for a long time. I worked with Mark at another church. And um, I remember one of the first things oh, I got together with him um, before we really started coming here and I asked him Mark would it be okay if we ever disagree if I yell at you and he said yes that would be fine and that was why that was one of my things was would I still be family if I got mad and um and you know and they were real enough to be like yeah that would you know we would work through it and I've seen them over and over again just be themselves be um and be okay with everybody else being themselves and giving freedom and encouraging people to grow. And I really appreciate them. The My mom died not long ago. And they were really there for me personally, helping me to walk through that. And I really appreciate that you know, it's not just the be here on Sunday, but it's to be here every day when you need it. But um, I also felt like when I was looking at you guys that I heard the word bread. And I looked up the verse. Um, this is in John 6. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat it of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the li life of the world. And I just felt like there was just a picture of God pouring all these little rolls all around you guys. And that you've just been handing them out. That you're giving out the life of Jesus. And I think that I appreciate is that 
it's not about what you're doing. It's about what Jesus is doing and what God is doing. And that you're always pointing us to God and pointing us to Jesus and not necessarily a program or a church or a specific thing. So, love you guys. Uh, this is going to be strange because you don't have a clue who these salt and pepper guys are up here <laughs> at all. We're visiting. And Mark and, and Jane and I have had some conversation, and we both come from another church and left, as God asked us to do, back earlier this year for different reasons. Melton, I'm Dick Roach, this is Melton Brown. Melton's a very good close friend of ours, and we've been visiting churches. And I want to tell you, you're different. You really are. You, you are pleasantly different. You are the 17th church we have visited since February. And all the churches, and I'm not going to bash them either, but they're all cookie cutter. They're all competing for the same person to do presentation with worship and fill the, in a manner with the music is so loud you can't even hear yourself think, not alone sing. So how does God work? Well, I have a passion for what's called marketplace ministry. And so what I'm always looking for in this visitation is where is this church? Where is its priority? And I'm very proud to say with the conversations that I've had with Mark, it's not priority what we do in here. It's only becomes primary so that what we can do out there. We are sent. Most Christians don't like that because it requires that we have to do something. Yeah, we have to give off our keister and go share the gospel where we're called in the community, not internally. And there's so many churches that we have visited that say, oh, yeah, we do all kinds of outreach programs. And then when you start asking the questions and looking at them, you realize, no, they don't. So let me finish by saying how God connects the dots. Because I knew nothing about Catch the Fire Church. I'd heard the name. But I am a volunteer, and, I, and I'm very privileged to be on the board of directors for Meals on Wheels here in town. And Meals on Wheels is, I'm proud to say, a devout Christian organization that serves seniors primarily in the community to feed them. Well, our CEO last year, God asked him to put up a tent, which would be like a revival tent. And it was kind of basically the word, if you put it up, they will come. And so we looked around and said, Michael, where do you want to put this up? And he said, God's telling me to put it up next to the Traveler's Chapel. Everybody know where that's at? Okay. So we did. We looked around the property, and we struggled to find somebody that would rent something to us. Finally did. I believe it was out of Columbia. And they brought it down there, and we put it up. And I was not able to attend during those evening services, but Michael said, I do have two people that are faithfully here doing music. And it's Mark and Jane Berlitzer. Now, I had not met them, but I knew of them. 
and eventually not all that well attended, I think we would say, right? And the last night that we were, the tent was going to be up there is when the hurricane system was getting ready to come in and Columbia calls and says, are you taking it down? And Mike says, no. He said, well, we are. And they drove down from Columbia and boxed it up and left. So what's this got to do with connecting the dots? Well, that was the first dot. Now, we have been visiting churches, and my daughter and her family have just recently relocated here from Virginia. And my grandson, who's 10 years old, or going to soon be 10 years old, is interested in playing the piano. So my daughter's looking around for a piano teacher. And she picks up the phone and says, Daddy, do you know anything about an organization called Catch the Fire Church? And I said, no, not really. She said, is it on your list to attend? No, not really. And she said, well, you do me a favor. And I said, well, can you check them out? And I said, why? And she said, because I've been referred to a piano teacher by the name of Jane Burlinson. And I want to know what she's like. So I started doing the search. And the first thing I go out and look at is what's the essential Christian doctrines do the body of believers understand and follow? That's what separates us from the Latter-day Saints and Jehovah's Witness. That's what makes us Christians. And there it is. So I called her back and said, I can't find anything that's wacky about them. <laughs> and when I hung up the phone, Spirit says, go visit it and find out for yourself. So we're here visiting. We don't know if this is what God intends us to do. We don't have any idea, but I do believe there's a connection for a reason, whether it's piano teacher or networking with this gentleman here and what he does. I'm a retired HR guy. My wife's a full-service CPA, and I'll leave you with this word, what I have found through Meals on Wheels. God is moving in this community. We are going to see signs and wonders like we've never seen before. And there are a lot of organizations that call themselves the church that ain't going to make it. God is pumping in new life to dry bones. And you and I have an opportunity to be a part of this because you and I were born for such a time as this. For the Lamb of God is in our midst. Thanks for a visitor to have a chance to say, yeah, you're wacky, but you're a good wacky, okay? Good morning, you two. Okay, wow. Um, so the word I have for you is love because that is what you show every single person that walks through those doors. You showed me, you showed everybody. And the reason I got the shells is because you bring people out of their shells but also meet them where they're at no matter what they're going through. And it's incredible to see that um, and it's all equal it's you know um, nobody's the favorite right you treat everybody the same with the same amount of love and thank you thank you for doing that I <laughs> y'all are awesome 
um, whenever I came here, I was I was a shell of myself. I really was, and and you both, and the community that you've cultivated, the family, you know, has loved me back to life, and I'm sure with many of us here too, you've done the same. So, thank you. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, Laura and Roger are going to close out, but there's anybody here that wants to say something that I've missed? Okay, Teresa, is there anybody else? Oh, well, Corey wants a double portion. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to let Teresa speak first, and then Corey, and then Roger and Laura will close out. Okay, I just want to praise God that he led me to Miss Jane and this church the word i got was trust i can tell her anything and she'll pray with me and love on me and i appreciate that and i love your church i love your wackiness <laughs> i like it because you can go barefoot if you want to but i love you and i'm so grateful miss linda god led her to lead me here it's, I've grown a lot, and I've learned a lot, and I just want to say I love you, and I love you too. You are. I love you. And this is really quick. Again, I just thought about it. <laughs> never, never did I think that living the life I was before, I'd use my gift to glorify God. And this is a church that you guys have opened that up for me and everybody else has welcomed me to, to be able to really know what it is to use my gift and glorify God. So I thank you guys for letting me dance here so much. Like it's, it's honestly amazing. Thank you guys, I love you so much. Okay, I'm going to try and do this without Caleb adding some <laughs> screams in there for us. But I just want to thank you guys because you were an answered prayer for me when I asked for English friends and walking here, and my pastors are English. So not only were you a little taste of home, but you have taught me so much about what church means to be family and like true family. You've helped us grow. We probably wouldn't be standing here together. <laughs> without you because you've walked us through some really horrible stuff I wouldn't wish on anyone and we are the people we are today because of you and your input and how you've taught us to love each other and other people so thank you don't get milk out of this <laughs> All right, so uh, I have something personal to say and then something corporate to say, and then after this, we are going to eat cake. So that'll be good. Um, I, too, am going to sit down for a second. So <sighs> thank you, both of you. For me personally, there has been so much, and I am better for knowing you. Jane? 
I no longer look at emotions like they're the most terrible thing on earth. <laughs> you and my wife have corrected that in me, and that's huge. Mark, I, uh, one of the things that I recognized um, in my spirit was the need to be led in Christ by someone who was actually trustworthy and knew what was going on and who could love me through it. And like Laura said, you guys are both an answered prayer, but on that one specifically, you are the prayer, the answered prayer that I have spent several years wondering about. So you guys are amazing. God is amazing. Thank you. So that's the me part. So, as our pastors, Mark, Jane, you have impacted so many lives around the world. Every person already here is blessed by your influence, care, and love. So, we bless you with more. With more opportunities to reflect Abba's light by, the, uh, by embracing his children in the grace and joy that you have spent the time and energy and sacrifices to cultivate. We bless you with more success and breakthrough as you navigate the task of guiding this portion of the body of Christ, which is no easy task. <laughs> we bless you with more of our trust and confidence in these endeavors. We also bless your gifting to encourage and welcome the prodigals back into Father's arms. And we reiterate our faith that the tsunami is coming. <laughs> Lastly, we bless your relationships with Abba, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. We ask that they take you deeper into love and continue revealing themselves to you in the year ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. Let us know of you, you guys, or um, free to hug whoever you want to hug. And I'm here first. So anyway, you have to cut the cake. So everyone, the cake, I can make fresh coffee. If we need more coffee, there's water. Um, please stay for cake. And um, that's the conclusion of our service today. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, well, I was just here. <laughs> <laughs>